episode, we're going to be taking where we left off and starting into the messaging aspects of the chat room um, application. So this chat is going to have multiple chat rooms and we should be able to click on these and go to the chat room. So the first thing that I want to do is uh, modify our sidebar there so that instead of linking to an empty hash, we can link to the chat room itself. Now the reason I originally did this was because I was going to have JavaScript handle that click um, and we could definitely do that as well, but it's kind of nice to have TurboLinks handle that, I realized. And so if we refresh the page and we click on this, we're gonna have TurboLinks do the navigation for us and actually that will keep the WebSocket open because that is already running on the previous page and because this is not a browser transition to a new page, the WebSocket will continue being um, uninterrupted, which is super nice. So that means that we don't have to rerun all of the WebSocket setup stuff and you won't miss out on any messages, which is a good thing. So this is gonna allow us to navigate to the chat room itself and we're gonna need to modify that view so that we can see uh, what's going on here. So really, we probably want some sort of header thing at the top, but that header thing probably should be somewhat fixed. Um, and this is where our CSS from Bootstrap is kind of going to break down a little bit. We're gonna to need to actually build a fair amount of this stuff and kind of tweak the way that it works with Bootstrap. So there's a lot of things that Bootstrap is good at, but it's not really designed for building a really custom application like this where we probably want a static um, sidebar for the main content, the main content being scrollable, static sidebar, a footer that's static, that sort of thing. They support a marginal amount of this stuff. Um, so we're going to dive into a little bit of tweaks on that um, right now. So let's actually go and say, what if we created in uh, this chat room thing? What if, let's get rid of these links. And what if we created a div in here that had data behavior of messages? And let's imagine this is where the messages will show up. And so we'll have a, a nav bar that will show the, the channel you're currently in. And we'll have the messages div. And what if this div has like um, a thousand fake messages in it? So that's quite a lot. Um, <clears throat> so we'll do this and we'll just say, what if we say strong, the username, and the message. So we'll just have some example in here and we'll see what this looks like and how the UI works. Well, first things first, of course, now our chat room sidebar is disappearing as soon as you start to scroll, which isn't ideal. And then the nav bar itself is disappearing as well. And the nav bar um, or the name of the channel is disappearing too. So we kind of want to position those three um, absolutely or fixed on the page. So let's go do some tweaks to that now that we know that we need to do that. So one thing we could do is go into application HTML.erb and we could go up to our nav bar here and we can have nav bar fixed top, which is a bootstrap class that will make the nav bar on the top fixed, of course, and that will position that so that it's always there and is always available. Of course, that means that all of our content gets pushed up and the nav bar sits on top of some of it so you can see that you can't really see the top of the page anymore when you scroll to the very top. So that means that our fluid container here 
needs to have something like a style of margin bottom, uh, like 70 pixels or something, so that it pushes, or margin top rather. So it pushes those, uh, the main content down because the nav bar itself is a certain number of pixels tall. Um, it is 51 pixels tall, and then it has, uh, it looks like a, a 20 pixel margin or something. So what that's gonna say is like, well, um, it's about 71 pixels tall. So if we, if we put a margin on top of our content, then it kind of evens it out and we can see all of our stuff, all of our stuff again. So the next thing we want to do is actually say position fixed for the right sidebar. And that one should be about 70 pixels down from the top and zero from the left side. And if we add this in there, we should see that while the main content shifts over, the chat room stuff um, stays there as we scroll, which means that we just need to bump over the main content uh, by the same amount of space, which is two columns in bootstrap columns. So these are all kind of hacks to the bootstrap CSS, which um, aren't ideal. And of course you can take the CSS that we did inline and pull them out into classes. But I would really encourage you to go the extra distance if you actually want to make this a real application because all of the CSS is really just hacks on top of Bootstrap to get it working well enough for a usable UI for now, just for this example. So I'm not building out the full UI, and if I did, I would probably not use Bootstrap for a lot of this layout stuff. I'd build it all custom because we'll, we're wanting to like collapse all this in different ways, um, and chances are you would want this chat rooms to be like, a button in the navigation if you were on mobile. So while you have this menu thing on the right side, you'd probably want the chat rooms to go into a menu on the left side. And um, all of that is just kind of extra stuff that we're not worried about in this series. But if you are, you can go take a look at a lot of the CSS tutorials online. They'll show you how to do that and build this out responsibly, whereas we definitely are not doing a good job of building this responsibly. Um, but it's not too hard if you go look up some tutorials on that. Um, so skipping on, we want to be able to now uh, add a form at the bottom here for creating a new message in our chat room. So when we go to it, of course, the only way we can interact with the chat room is to add a message. So what we we'll want to do is go into our chat room show.html.erb. And we'll ideally want to put a form for here, and this will be for the chat room and a new message, so we get that nested route. And we'll do a form builder. And really, this is super simple. We have a text field, because uh, we want it to be a one-liner. Or we could do a text area. Uh, it really doesn't matter. Um, but ideally, you want to show it as a one-line by default so that uh, you only see that and it's not taking up too much space. It really doesn't matter which way you go, you can just as easily use a text area here. Um, and I can't remember if there's an underscore in it. Uh, but this, let's do an underscore and see if that works. Um, but this would allow you to have a block that you could expand if you wanted. So if the user was typing multiple lines, you could have it show multiple lines in there, which would be probably pretty nice. But by default, you could set it to rows equal to one, so it will only show up 
with a one row text area. Um, and let's see what we've got here. Chat room messages path uh, is not found and that is to be expected because we need to add resources, messages in our route so that that can be uh, found. So we'll refresh the page and now at the bottom, we should have a text area that only has one line of text, which is good. Um, we should also probably add a class as form control. So it shows up in bootstrap formatting um, all the way across the page. And we could also probably add autofocus as true to it so that when you load the page, it automatically scrolls you down to the bottom and focuses that form field. So once you load that page, you can just immediately start, start typing, which is super cool. So we're making some progress, um, but the, as you might've noticed, the uh, autofocus doesn't actually scroll you down if you switch chat rooms. And I believe that's because, um, well, it did there. So maybe this is working, maybe it's not. You might also need to add in some JavaScript in order to do the scroll to the bottom. Um, if you don't add the autofocus in or if it's not working appropriately, because you have to remember we're using um, turbo links for the navigation, which doesn't necessarily mean all of those things that the browser would do on a brand new page will work exactly the same way. So that's one of those gotchas that you might run into with little things here and there. It's because TurboLinks is faking the new page and your browser is not actually doing everything that it normally would. So you might get little differences there, but it looks like it's working, so that's cool. So we want it to be able to, you know, say hello, and we want to be able to capture the enter on that form and automatically submit that message. So we'll need some JavaScript to intercept the enter key when you hit that. Um, and so let's go and do that in our JavaScript file. So this is really simple. Basically all we need to do is say, let's edit app assets JavaScripts and create chat rooms dot coffee. And in here, um, let's close that, open up nerd tree again. Um, and inside this file, we're really just simply gonna say, well, um, when the document receives the new TurboLinks load function uh, event, then we'll take that and we'll install our callback here on the new message on keypress. And this will receive the event in console.log, we could say e.keycode. Uh, and so this, if everything goes right, should print out the key codes for every letter that we type inside of that form. And if we hit enter, you see that enter is number 13. So really all we have to do is say, well, let's check to see if e exists and e.keycode equals 13 then we can say e.currentTarget and uh, current target will point to the form itself. Um, we can call dot submit on it. Um, and I believe we could also say this dot submit as well. So let's try that because um, I think that's a little bit more standard. So you can say type whatever you want, hit enter and it does work. But well, as you noticed, it also moved the line down, so we also need to say e.prevent default in order for it to not 
uh, move the line down in the text area. So this did submit it, and now we have to build out our messages controller in order to create that message. So this is gonna be super duper simple. We'll have app controllers, messages controller, messages controller, inherits from application controller. We're going to, before action, authenticate user, and before action, set chat room, and we'll have our create action, and let's set our chat room at chat room equals chat room dot find params ch uh, chat room ID. And here we'll just say at chat room dot messages dot create or let's say dot new. Um, and this will be message params, which will be message params method that says uh, params dot require message dot permit body and for this message that we'll have <clears throat> we'll be able to say message dot user equals current user in order to assign that <clears throat> and then here we'll have message dot save and we can figure out what we want to do if it fails um, otherwise we can also just redirect to at chat room and that should take us back to the chat room. So we can do the if statement here or we could also figure out how we want to handle this with say a JSON response or a JavaScript response. But we'll talk about that a little bit um, in the future. So let's just make sure that this works and redirects us back to the chat room. Now we don't have it being displayed there. So if we go to chat rooms show, we can remove this fake uh, loop that we had and instead we can say uh, at chat room dot messages dot limit let's say 100 each do message so we'll only get the last uh, 100 messages and then for each of these we can just print out a div like we did before and we can have uh, message dot user dot username and the message.body here. And that should take us now back to the GoRails user who said that. And if we log in to localhost 3000 um, with a different user, and we join the general channel, um, we can go to that channel and we should be able to see that message here, but we did not. So let's see what's going on here and figure out, um, oh, we are in the wrong chat room. That was random on the other one. So let's go back to the homepage. Let's join random. And we see the message there and I should be able to type hi. Um, and I don't have a username. So let's go set that. Uh, let's set our password. Um, Cause I hadn't updated that user from when I created it before we added usernames. So now if we go in there, you can see that user said hi, but it hasn't updated in real time because we need to add action cable for that. But if we refresh the page, we do get that message. So we have a basic chat going on right now and you can jump between the channels and you can say, hello general, 
Um, and the other user should be able to navigate to it and see it and all of that should be working. And the messages are also in order by default because um, the normal query pattern is that you have the ID numbers in your database and they start from one and go up to whatever number you have. And it will always query those in order where it should, but you're gonna want to make sure that you set the order on your messages. And really, you'll probably want to say created at is the timestamp that you want to order by. So you want them to be ascending and uh, well, rather descending, so you get the most recent ones, but you're gonna want to uh, reverse them. So what will happen is you want to grab the most recent 100 and then that will be the most recent messages at the top. But when you insert them onto the page, you actually want to insert them in reverse order. So you want the last one to go first and then the next ones to go under that. So you kind of want to flip this array around and then print it out in the HTML on the page. So you have to query with the newest items first and grab those hundred. Otherwise you won't get the right ones and then you have to reverse that array to print it out on the page correctly. So the way we're gonna do that is of course we're just gonna add the reverse method here and this will take the results that we got from action or from active record and then reverse them before we do the each. So if you see in your um, query you should still get the select messages with the order created at as descending and that shouldn't affect the results that you get. Um, so this should uh, display now, if we spell it right, reverse, not reserve. Um, if we spell it right, when you see the messages, you should get most recent at the very bottom. And if we were to go to uh, the same chat room on both and we went to limit that number to one, we should see that the most recent version or the most recent message is the one that says recent. So that way you can know that you got it right by the filtering and the reverse um, by seeing the most recent when you limit it down to one. And if you didn't have the order created at descending here and you removed it and you refreshed the random channel, you'd see that the go rails uh, message that was first actually shows up as if it were the last one. And that's not correct. So you have to make sure that you have your ordering down, you have your limiting down to the correct number that you want, and then you reverse it so it shows up on the page uh, appropriately. So we have all those pieces in place. You can move this out into a helper method inside your model. If you wanna say recent messages instead of adding the order and the limits here, I'd recommend doing that because if you don't, you're gonna to have to make sure that you always have that order and the limit in as appropriate. And you might forget to do that sometimes. Um, or you could also set this as messages inside of your controller. And you could do something like chat rooms controller. And when you do show, you have at messages and you do this instead. So this could be one way of doing that and it really doesn't need to go in your, um, in your model as a helper method. You could absolutely do it here. The thing is, if you end up doing this a few more places, it's probably better to pull it out into its own method on the chat room model so that you don't have to duplicate this code uh, all around your application. Now we only reference this one time here, so I'm gonna use this instance variable and we'll have at messages here 
um, and inside the controller. And that will take care of any um, sort of complexity that would be putting in the view that isn't really, it doesn't really belong in the views. So with that said, the next piece of course is that we want to be able to type into these and have them update in real time. So we wanna submit this form with JavaScript so it doesn't navigate away. We can keep our WebSockets live and running. And then um, when a message comes across, we wanna be able to see it injected into the page in real time using Action Cable. So the next step for us is to dive into all of this and the JavaScript required to make that happen. So in the next episode, we'll do all that and I will talk to you then. Peace.